Hello, and welcome to Cartridge Cinema Club, episode 77. My name is Mark Champlin, and today I'm joined by Alex Wallace. What is up, girls and gays? Oh, is it now? I thought I thought you were I thought you were gonna say more. Um, no, I just yeah. Anyway, no, keep going. Fuck it. And today I'm joined by beloved independent game developer and Twitter personality Max Turnbull. This is the first guest we've ever had on the podcast. Uh, Max, how are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Uh, beloved and Twitter personality are not words i would use to describe myself but i'll take them regardless <laughs> they, listen they, they were the words that were on the screen so that's what i read um don't i i if they're not necessarily uh reflections of who you believe yourself to be um blame uh blame alex because she wrote the notes well then, well in that case uh why don't you tell us a little bit about how you believe yourself to be max <laughs> Uh, what what quali- who are you and what qualifies you to talk about Super Mario World on this podcast? Oh, uh, well, first of all, spoilers. Second of all, <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, I have no qualifications that make me good for that. But I am a, uh, yeah, I'm an independent game developer. I'm making a sad game about laundry. And uh, I, I say stupid shit at, at Big Friends on Twitter. Which is a name I'm stuck with. <laughs> I, it's, now, I think it suits you in a lot of ways. <laughs> I appreciate that. Now, this is very important to me, as I'm sure it is to many other listeners. Um, would you say that skeletons uh, play an important role in your video game design? I think skeletons play an important role in almost every aspect of my life. <laughs> um, <laughs> you you possess one. Is that not true? <laughs> I've heard this about well, you. I think, in a way, um, and only in a way, I think we all do. Um, in a metaphorical uh, sense, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think spiritually, we all possess a skeleton, and sometimes a skeleton possesses us. Well, so that's my intro. <laughs> well, that's a that's a terrifying note to start on. <laughs> I think I think that at, that intro was great, and that's what we're gonna use <laughs> this is the energy we're carrying into this wait are are, are you guys ready for this segue because i got a, i got a segue hit me oh hell yeah. um uh so speaking of skeletons um the, the, i'm gonna i'm the i'm gonna describe this the skeleton of this uh show that we watched that was terrible that, um, flawless, okay you seamless. you i you you can't you i'm you, i'm clearly on my a game today just, Mark, what did we watch this week for the podcast? Uh, so apparently there's a Super Mario World cartoon. Um, <laughs> I, I learned about this last week. Uh, it is an animated comedy television series loosely based on... <laughs> it's very specifically based, actually, on the Super <laughs> NES video game of the same name. I guess there's more dinosaurs in the show than there there's is There's more cavemen in the, in the show. Oh, yeah, there is a cave baby. Um, that's a thing. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was it's... a shot-for-shot remake of the game. but <laughs> Well, so one episode kind of was. We'll get yeah, to no. Uh, sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um so this is it is the third and most recent uh animated series based on uh, Mario. It kind of shows, you know, it's it's not as 
shitty as the <laughs> other ones. It it looks like it's made in the '90s with a '90s Deke budget, which means it 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 stands the test of time. I'm not sure better. I agree with anything well, that you're saying right now. Mark. <laughs> I'm. It looks better than like the Pac-Man show. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I'm not sure that I have agreed with <laughs> anything that you're saying here, Mark. That's that's fine. If if you've heard of Captain N, this is in the Captain N vein of shows in that it was part of the Captain N block. You know, mm-hmm. um, it it was on NBC again. It was uh, Deke Animation, uh, beloved video game cartoon makers, uh, friend of the show, Deke Animation. Um, <laughs> Alex, uh, you recently played through Mario World, so you're very familiar with the plot. But uh, do you want to do you want to tell me the plot of the show? Tell me if well, it's any different. Well, if we want if we want to talk about the plot of Super Mario World, uh, the implication in in this show is that uh, is that Super Mario World has already taken place, uh, and this show takes place in in the aftermath of the events of Super Mario World. We will get to this. Uh, but what this means is that uh, Mario and Luigi and Princess Peach, you, you heard of them. Uh, they're all in dinosaur land for some reason. Uh, and there's some cave people. And Yoshi is also there. Uh, and all of those characters are just awful. Uh, Bowser is there as well. He does some, he does some na- nasty things occasionally. Uh, the Koopa Kids are there sometimes also. Their names are awful like they were in the Mario 3 show. They changed them and named one of them Cootie Pie. And it's, it's just... The sh- it's that, that's, I found, that's the that's the girl Koopa you see this, yes <laughs> I found this to be a very unsettling experience overall uh so we watched four episodes because uh there's only you know they're only 11 minutes long and also there's only 13 episodes of the show which is merciful I think on the part of Deke animation we watched episode one which is called fire sale and nothing important really happened in that one uh we watched episode five which was called the night before cave Christmas and that is the Christmas episode of course uh we watched episode seven board to ride which is the one where Yoshi joins a biker gang and commits an act of terrorism uh and then we watched episode 13 of course Mama Luigi, the iconic Super Mario World episode, and we will, of course, be discussing that episode at length. Max, how did you feel about your experience watching Super Mario World? Uh, well, where do I start? <laughs> um, I mean, extremely positive, of course. It, it was... <laughs> So I, I sense that the the, um, the phrase uh, fever dream is going to be thrown around a lot this episode, um, for good reason. Uh, and something I think that really added to the fever dream experience for me was that they use so many sound effects and music from Super Mario World, mm-hmm. and so it was like those. I would just occasionally hear a sound effect, and it would like trigger some like some happy chemical in my brain being like, oh, Super Mario World, Super Mario World's great. <laughs> and then it would be like, it would be Yoshi's weird baby voice and co- bring me crashing down to reality. <laughs> um, God. Yeah. I mean, I, I could talk for an hour about just Yoshi's baby voice. Well, and, yeah. 
We'll, and we will. And we will. And we, will we will talk we about will. Yoshi. Well, I think it's. I think. I think you're right. Uh, with the word fever dream, because okay, look, like the word fever dream gets thrown around as like a buzzword a lot, you know, and to describe like pretty much any kind of like abstract art or weird movie. Um, but truly, if you have had the experience of having a hundred and five degree fever. Uh, and being awake and also asleep at the same time at 3 a.m. and just kind of having infinitely looping nightmares about, like, going to school or or just, like, making breakfast in the morning, but everything is just slightly wrong and the logic doesn't quite fit together. Like, that's what it feels like to watch Super Mario World. This, this show is... Uh... It's it's falling asleep with the with the menu screen of like <laughs> a, an old Nintendo game playing so that your dreams uh, have some of the Nintendo shit going on in them, <laughs> but also the things that are happening in your dreams are happening in the game, and you're kind of in the game, but you're also observing the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the this is the the well. So the thing about Mario World, right, is the game. <laughs> Is also weird. Yes. When you when you beat Mario World, uh, you discover all the exits. Suddenly, the Koopas all have Mario head helmets, and those are their shells now. Um, I really <laughs> didn't care for that. I mean, okay, I like a hundred percent in Super Mario World for the first time, like like a few days ago, and found out about that and was very upset. <laughs> it is actually extremely upsetting. Um, <laughs> The thing about the weirdness about the video game Mario World is, and maybe this is nostalgia, maybe it's not. I think it, it. I think that it is a charming sort of weirdness. Um, I think everything is a little bit off and a little bit different from traditional Mario Bros. Uh, everything looks a little different. The Goombas aren't Goombas, and and when you jump on them, they just flip over and you kick them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got a bunch of weird, wacky power-ups that weren't there before. Um, just the general layout of levels it just looks so drastically different. You can fly, like, actually fly. <laughs> and it's, I don't know, it's it's cool. It's, like, weird cool, and it just feels like, oh, the Mario Bros. were dropped into this this super different world, uh, but they're, you know, they're 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 on this journey and they're going to fucking do their normal Mario stuff. In this one it's weird in a different way in that like there's people here and they're cavemen and they're like kind of back in time oh, and man. there's there's Yoshis but then there's also literal dinosaurs. Yeah. There's it's, a lot there's a lot good. This I this I found this to be a carnival of horrors. Uh I I thought <laughs> something about the tier of animation that is going on with this thing just makes every single character look scary as hell uh it sounds like it was recorded in a broom closet it is it is it is once again a very shoddy production from deke animation um but specifically i want to ask um were you guys also terrified of princess peach in this yeah she she was was cold (laughs) yeah and just i mean i know princess peach not having a personality is pretty par for the course for Nintendo properties, but like, uh, I, I don't remember anything she said. I mean, maybe that's just because <laughs> everything else was such a, such like a nightmare, but. <laughs> At least but, in Mario 3, she wore a Millie Vanilli sweater, <laughs> you know? You. That was memorable as hell. 
Yeah, well, I, so there's a, but there's a thing about Princess Peach in this where she had, like, the, the, the proportions are all wrong, you know? Yeah. Like, she's a little bit too small, but her face, it, she still has these, like, kind of realistic-looking, very extremely feminine lips. And I just, I just found her to be a very uncomfortable character to look at. She looks simultaneously <laughs> more and less human than the Mario Bros. It, uh, that... Yeah, that that's accurate. <laughs> yeah, she looks like yeah. a, a like a like a like a like a combination of like a shrunken head and a brat doll. It's really, <laughs> it's a really unfortunate oh, thing. Uh, so Max, uh, you mentioned uh, that that you wanted to discuss um, our favorite character Yoshi. Oh, do I? Can, can <laughs> I would love to hear your thoughts. You know, the phrase I'm baby gets thrown around a lot these days. <laughs> I mean, uh, I don't know where to start. There's, I've genuinely like, I have so well, many let's, Okay, let's thoughts. talk about, let's talk about, let's talk about the portrayal of Yoshi in this and the, and, sure. the, and the choices that they've made for Yoshi's voice and speech patterns. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, so Yoshi is just like a, a baby and mm-hmm. talks in like strange like baby caveman speak. Yes. Um and it is both grating and <laughs> No, actually I think I nailed it with grating. I think grating is the word I would use. Yeah, um... it, it, it is really like a hammer pounding into your fucking skull. Yeah. The the Entirety of episode one is just Yoshi reiterating on several occasions how much he's not a fan of water. <laughs> oh, Agamba! Mama Fireplant lives on the other side of the river! And I'm scared of water! I had already forgotten about that. Yeah, the, the first episode yeah. just completely... That one just went in a hole in my head and just disappeared immediately. Oh, See, there, there's like a couple of things that stuck out in episode one. Primarily, the, the like weird attempt at a hot piranha plant. I, hmm. We're gonna have to talk a little bit more later about uh, this show's appropriation of black culture. Uh, we'll definitely get to that. <laughs> we'll get to that. But yeah, there is a there in the first episode. There is like, there is like a sassy piranha plant lady. Who, who is like coded as a black woman and it I hmm we'll get to it um yeah but yeah. the Yoshi thing look but, f- g- girls and gays I love Yoshi okay I think that <laughs> I think he is a cute little dinosaur and I and I love him and he goes squeaky and we and he stomps on things and we adore him and he's green uh, these and so it pains me to say that I, I fucking hate Yoshi in this. <laughs> and, and my theory, my theory is that Yoshi is not a baby in this, actually. He talks like a baby, but I think that he's like, you know when there's like, when you know when you have like a five-year-old or a six-year-old that knows how to speak in complete sentences, uh, but like chooses to do baby talk because they want attention and shit? 
I think that is what is happening with Yoshi in this. Um, and it just makes, and like, I, this is backed up by the, the Mama Luigi episode, because in that episode, we see that he was a baby before, and he acted like a baby then, and now he's giant, and he still acts like a baby. So, I think that Yoshi is like a con artist, and he is scamming the Mario brothers in this, and convincing them that, that he is still a baby and is helpless and needs to have stories read to him by Luigi and have, like, be bottle-fed and shit, but he's actually just, like lazy and doesn't want to yeah that's my that's my that's my take the, the confusing thing about that is is like yoshi's not like cute or like particularly useful no uh, so i i don't understand how he keeps <laughs> getting away with it like he he's actively destructive and obnoxious uh, it's not like he's like he's not like like your cute dog who's a bit of an asshole that's not no. that's not Yoshi. He's he he sucks and he's also <laughs> annoying and he's also a baby. Like I don't particularly like babies in general, but shitty annoying ones <laughs> <laughs> receive my ire. <laughs> Man, yeah. It's like they it's like the whole show is built around shitty annoying babies because y'all okay, y'all I'm gonna I'm gonna punt Ugtar into the fucking sun. Okay, I. <laughs> oh my god. They, so I they hmm. I the what? Why can't? Why is there no Ugtar power up in Super Mario Maker? I wanna I wanna make Ugtar levels. I mean, you know? I am I am shocked that Ugtar didn't you know continue as a character in the Mario franchise. <laughs> yeah, I kind of the way that it. Mario two like. Yeah, like, you see Birdo everywhere. Like, where's Ugtar? How yeah. come I the... can't be Ugtar in Mario Kart Deluxe? Where is the Ugtar assist trophy? Honestly, <laughs> it's, that's prime assist trophy material. If I'm not getting an Ugtar amiibo anytime soon, then <laughs> what's even the point? Look, listen, listen. Super Smash Brothers Ultimate purports to offer the ultimate Smash Brothers I, experience. I saw it coming. Yeah. Can you <laughs> yeah. really say that everyone is here if you don't have Ugtar? I mean, come on. Is not even pre- Listen, okay, here we go. <laughs> Ugtar is a character in the television show Super Mario World. He is like a he's a tiny caveman um with the worst voice of all time. Um and his role in the story is to be a little shit. Before Santa visit Goody Twofoots, Ugtar get best toys. <laughs> <gasps> Dino Bunga, get caught. And and when when the episodes are are focused around Ugtar and Yoshi, that is just that that's just my last two brain cells just slamming into themselves into each other over and over again. The, okay, it, it's important to understand this that every single Yoshi. And every single cave person in this, which is most of the cast besides the Mario Brothers and Peach and occasionally there is a villain, all speak in the caveman voice. And so you will get scenes that are just extended characters just speaking to each other in the caveman voice. And it is a... I... mm, mm, How'd you guys feel about this one? How'd you... How'd that... How'd how'd that work out for y'all? Is it... There's a scene in the office where Kevin starts talking like this, and he says, "Why use many word when few word do trick?" 
And I just couldn't stop thinking about that scene because it, it, it was, it was an entire series worth of episodes of most of the characters talking like that. And it is, it's, it's not, it's supposed to be funny. It's supposed to set a mood. Um, <laughs> It, it it was very good at setting a an unintentional mood. Uh, it was just enraging the entire time. <laughs> was, yeah, God, yeah. God. It's um, it it lends credence to the theory of um, of Yoshi just being a con artist. In that, <laughs> if if everyone in this in this like weird uh, Flintstones caveman universe all talk like. If we're supposed to think Yoshi's a baby just because they talk like a baby, but everyone talks like this, <laughs> what does That's that mean? That's such a good point. God, you're so right. Fuck. And, like, if they can all understand, like, like regular, like, Bro- Brooklyn-American, Italian-American <laughs> uh, English, and, and they communicate perfectly like that, like, are they not fluent enough in that <laughs> language to... God, I, I gotta uh, real quick. I gotta say that they really, they really have been slacking on the Italian accents for Mario and Luigi at this point. <laughs> like, I, ha- oh, I have a, just Brooklyn. <laughs> I have a controversial opinion that the Italian American voice is much preferable to the uh, Italian, like super, like like bambino <laughs> yeah. ass. Yeah, you, uh, it's accents. it's more accurate to Mario's character. Instead of him yeah. saying like Yahoo in a really high pitched voice, instead he should just be like, "God damn it, Luigi!" <laughs> <laughs> instead, he's like, "I need to go get my shoes polished, Luigi." <laughs> God. Um, um. I have a I have a geography question. Sure. Um, Hit me. So I'm a geography expert, so this is this will be easy. <laughs> I, I'm a cartographer. I, I figured that's why I was. That's what this podcast was. Um. <laughs> So, the cave, the little cave boys, mm-hmm. they they talk in the cave voice, right? Yes. But the cave voice is also in a Brooklyn accent. <laughs> is this, like, caveman world, like, just outside of Brooklyn? <laughs> what? I don't well, understand. So, what if, what if the Mario Brothers taught the cavemen English... And so the reason that they sound like that is because they have only heard Brooklyn American accents. Oh, maybe. (laughs) This is great, and we're all going to come up with our own theory. Here's mine. Okay. What you got? (laughs) Mine is that uh, the Dinosaur Island is actually um, just an island, like, off the coast of New York. Yes, Um, okay. And and the the dinosaur caveman people uh, are a, an Amish slash Mennonite like cult. Uh, that <laughs> I that thought you sh- were gonna go for like they're like an uncontacted people. No, I mean that that's good too. But I think <laughs> that they they consciously shun electricity uh, and 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 other uh, modern life in order to um, live a pure caveman life uh, that lets them worship uh, Jesus Christ better. There, there. You're, you're correct in that there is nothing in Super Mario World, the video game, that says that Dinosaur Land is not off the coast of the United States, and therefore it is. That's, <laughs> that's kind of how what I'm saying is that's, that's how we deduce things. That's, that's an how... interesting theory because uh, yeah. in in one of the 
in the the, in the Yoshi gang episode, which I hate is a sentence that comes out of my mouth. Um, they are uh, Mario and Luigi are installing plumbing. Does that mean they're just like shitting all over the culture of these people? Man. Oh yeah, in in this in this world, the Mario Brothers invented the aqueduct. Yeah, they're uh, they're like I putting see. together Got bamboo it. plumbing. And the, okay, we need to because you brought it up, and <laughs> I brought it up earlier, and did not expand on it, and we still have not expanded on it. We need to talk about the episode where Yoshi joins a biker gang. <laughs> yeah, I think my brain just went into total meltdown <laughs> when I heard Yoshi say the words. It was something like like Yoshi born to ride baby or something. I and he puts on a leather jacket and he gets on a motorcycle made of rocks and sticks. Uh, the, the, yeah, the presence of the motorcycles <laughs> does call into question the the existence of the cave people in a lot of ways that I didn't think about until point. just now. But listen, yeah. they they okay. So the Mario Brothers are trying to install like bamboo plumbing system for the cavemen. Uh, they got motorcycles apparently in this world, but they don't. They don't have toilets yet. Um, <laughs> Priorities. And Yo and Yoshi has been eating the bamboo plumbing, so the Mario Brothers tell him to fuck off and and leave. And so Yoshi gets his bindle and his and, and his stick and goes out. And like immediately, immediately, also. <laughs> immediately. It's, it's literally like a hard cut. It's like, it's like, yeah, those those damn Mario Brothers, and then literally, click, you're you're there. He's he's gone. He's out of here. <laughs> he's, he's in a bike gang now. Yeah, and then he gets like rolled up by 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 a bunch of dinosaur bikers. Um, I want to and... just um, I want to just pause even one second just before mm-hmm. uh the the bi- just before the bikers appear. A caterpillar is just strolling down the road, and Yoshi just immediately eats him, without any <laughs> like. It's it's just like an. He's not even coming towards him. That was, that yeah. was to Yoshi... set up. That was to set up Yoshi's descent <laughs> into 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 wrongdoing. As you he... see, when hey. Yoshi sees a wiggler, it's on sight. <laughs> Wigglers know not to fuck with Yoshi because he will just eat their he will eat them the fuck up with oh, no man. hesitation. So the so the so the so the biker dinosaurs who also speak in baby voice for, yeah. some, for some fucking reason. Um, God, watching Yoshi interact with the biker gang just drilling into my head. Um, so they they ask him if he if he wants to join their gang. And he immediately does. And then the first thing that they have him do is throw a bomb through someone's window. <laughs> I. What? It's. And my, d- go ahead. <laughs> I mean, my. <laughs> I feel like we could just take like a minute pause in this just to let everyone think about this. But my. The thing that amazed me was how little hesitation came from Yoshi. He was just like, I don't know, bomb this random house in the village? Yeah. Alright, I guess. <laughs> like, what is that? It 
it's it's it I, it lends further credence to my theory that Yoshi in this is a devious character that is not to be trusted. Yeah, I I don't think uh, a baby would have the ability to morally consider uh, domestic terrorism uh, and weigh the <laughs> and weigh the the pros and cons of committing an act of it in order to gain you know social. Uh, points with yeah uh, sta- standing with his with his biker gang <laughs> yeah um, what the fuck is this show also, should we everyone knows that biker gangs just roll into towns and bomb things that's that's <laughs> yeah, how that that's works what... right yeah i don't know if you've heard about these these biker gangs uh that are becoming <laughs> just a rampant problem in in america in 2020 but there are some unsavory <laughs> fellows on bikes these days oh i'm sure yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, it's it's a, it's unfortunate that uh, the Hell's Angels were indiscriminately bombing random houses. <laughs> <laughs> should, should should we talk about Mama Luigi? I think it's time to talk about Mama Luigi. Um, so the first thing that I want to ask uh, is, <laughs> do you guys think that we need to explain the significance of the Mama Luigi episode. Because I, I, you know, there's some people that listen to this podcast that are, they're kind of young. They're maybe, are in like high school right now, maybe. Um, and maybe are, are not aware that there used to be a thing called a YouTube poop. <laughs> oh um, man, that just, that just made me feel so old. The idea, <laughs> I mean, I know that there are 16 year old listeners to this show and they, they, as online as they are, as online as our listeners are, YouTube poops are just not a thing anymore. Yeah, I not. mean, I'm sure they still exist, but who who fucking cares? Um, so you know, YouTube poops were uh, comedically edited videos on YouTube, uh, frequently featuring uh, clips from this episode <laughs> of the Super Mario World cartoon, as well as, you know, the, the Zelda CDI games and Hotel Mario and shit like that. Um, and I have seen the lines in this episode edited into saying completely different things at so many times over the years that when you watch it completely unedited, it still feels edited. <laughs> it was yeah, when, very when surreal. Lu- when Luigi says, "That's Mama Luigi to you," I was like, "Oh, he actually says that." Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I it's, it's it was similar to when we saw the Pingus thing. Mm-hmm. Um but that but it was different too because with that it's the the amount of effort that went into making it sound like he's saying the word penis mm-hmm. was just a massive amount of effort. With this they just had to it's funny on the face of it, that he says Mama Luigi 40 times in this episode. <laughs> it's it's just funny on its own. Uh, yeah. So the the amount of work that it took to have him say, that's Mama Luigi to you, was like... So, okay, again, I guess we have to explain. To be clear, the premise yeah. of this episode is... Okay, actually, this is something that I feel like is often lost when people think about the legacy of Mama Luigi. This episode is just Luigi describing the events of Super Mario World. <laughs> like Yep. Like like it's it's Luigi telling Yoshi a bedtime story about the time that they met Yoshi for the first time and then went and saved Princess Peach. And 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 that and in throughout the episode manifests as Luigi like 
just kind of like describing playing through a Super Mario World level. Like he's like, and then I fell onto the skull raft and rode it across the lava. And then I jumped over there and there was a charge and chuck. And then some other enemy from Super Mario World appeared. And it was, it looks, it's, uh, mm. how'd you guys feel about this one? Uh, <laughs> um, I mean, I've never seen, uh, I've never seen a show, uh, just completely go for the format of the plot being, and then this happened, and then this <laughs> happened. <laughs> I mean, I know it was, a, they were telling a story, but, and my God, were they weaving a story? I mean... <laughs> Can we talk about the quality of the prose that was coming from Luigi? This is how I tell stories. Like, when I'm, like, a little drunk. Like, this is... Yeah, it's... It's... It's it's a terrible bedtime story. There's there's no... This is no... This is no your mom reading you The Hobbit. This is... This is just... Yeah, Luigi just really phoned it in. This is this is like drinking out of cups. I'm watching TV with the sound off. <laughs> like, it's a real. It's bad. I, I would I would not fall asleep to this. Yeah, I oh, mean, man. really, like, it, I, I wrote down as, as a note that that this was the most <laughs> fever dreamy of all, and that my yeah. eyes felt like they were glazing over while I was watching it because. I would just like look away for one second and something else would be happening. It's, <laughs> yeah. It's, you like yeah. Uh, you like space out to take a note or something and then it, it and then the circumstances were entirely changed for for our heroes. And they I, have I, to I, run I, through the whole the whole plot of Super Mario World in eleven minutes. It's a long game. <laughs> Man, I, I I felt like I was watching the J.J. Abrams film Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. Zing! Can't Thank do this, you. Mark. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> someone's talking about it. <laughs> Listen, I guys, I feel like nobody on the internet has been talking about the fact that the previous uh, most recent Star Wars film wasn't very good, and I just think that maybe somebody should 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 be bringing that up. I'm here to stand for truth and justice. I like referring to it by the full title of the J.J. Abrams film, <laughs> Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. I haven't seen it, by the way. I'm sure it's Neither bad. Neither have I. I. I've heard it's quite awful. Um, I've actually never seen any Star Wars movies. <laughs> Folks, really? girls and gays, <laughs> we, need to, we, need to, we need to address, we need to address an elephant in the room. The, the final piece of the puzzle of the Super Mario World cartoon, I would like to talk about the theme song. Um, so they have decided to perform the Super Mario World theme, the, the, the TV show theme song, uh, in a, in a, in a reggae style. Um, and, 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 Dear listeners, I am going to play for you the the theme song for the for Super Mario World, and and I want you to pay very close attention uh, to the singing, um, and and the accent, the gentleman that's singing, uh, and I want you to listen to the line at the very end where he says, "It's a blast," and you can clearly tell that this is a white man <laughs> putting on a Jamaican accent. Super Mario, Super Mario, Super Mario World. Super Mario World. It's a blast from the past. 
This has big, uh, and I know it doesn't necessarily apply as much, but it has big, like, Drake energy. <laughs> like when Drake <laughs> tries to put on that Jamaican affect that is, that is not, a th- it's the real controller type of thing. Yeah. Um, and I know that Drake is a black man, but it's it's that same energy, man. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Sorry, fuck Drake. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, seriously. See, I thought it was fine because reggae famously comes from a small island off the coast of Brooklyn. Um, <laughs> Fuck. That's what they call Jamaica Queens. <laughs> yep. Oh, God. I, and then there's, and then, you know, we mentioned earlier, there is the, there's the, there's the sassy piranha plant lady. She has a rap. They gave her a rap. People be cold unless they buy. I she she spits super hot fire in a literal and figurative sense. You could say. Oh God, you've been waiting for that one. Yeah, God, God, thought that two minutes like, rubbing his hands like ooh. Forty minutes from now, I'm gonna make ooh. Just gonna light it up. Um, she does the cootie pie rap, which doesn't make sense because she is she is cat. Cootie Pie has captured her, and then she sings, and then she sings a song about Cootie Pie, and I don't really understand it. I, I don't understand what it is about the about the Mario cartoons that makes the people making it think we gotta we gotta we gotta get some hip hop in here. We gotta we gotta reflect the urban culture. <laughs> In our Mario cartoon, where the fuck does this come from? Yeah, I, it like because it's so bizarre, right? Because they're they're making a Mario cartoon right now, like a big big budget Illumination mm-hmm. Studios is making a Mario cartoon. Yeah, but you can't possibly imagine a world where there's hip hop culture in that movie <laughs> because Mario is so established now as like its own, you know, wholesome brand. But like. They were still throwing shit at the wall in the 90s. And, you know, uh, what was selling? I don't know. <laughs> hip-hop, uh, yeah. Hip-hop, hip that's new. This, is this, is this the, the Mario show for an older, more mature audience? God, I mean, I mean, we talked about this when we watched the Super Mario Super Show, right? Because that came out in, like, 89, you know, like, shortly after Fuck the Police came out, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, like, and, like... That was like I felt like like an early example of seeing like white corporate culture co-opting like a like style of music and like an aesthetic that is born out of like struggle against capitalism and struggle against police violence uh, being used to sell video games to white children. Um, but now at this point in Super Mario World, it's like they just think that hip hop is part of the brand and they gotta keep doing it. <laughs> Yeah, I wonder when this stopped. The the wild part is, uh, fuck the police. Actually, um, little known fact: it was actually in a in a Super Mario World episode. That's how it came about. It was wrapped by a Cooper. 
Oh, so you're you're saying that 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 Black America stole this from the Mario? Yeah, world. man. You gotta, you gotta flip around. Um, is is there anything else y'all <laughs> would like to say about Super Mario World before we wrap up this here podcast? I can safely say I'm no longer hooked on the brothers. <laughs> this is now an um, anti-brothers podcast. <laughs> I think. Um, Yoshi eating the uh, four wigglers in the Mama Luigi episode was maybe one of the worst things I've ever seen, and I don't know how I'm gonna recover. Yeah, that was um. They're like in in that scene, they're like the big wigglers, and you see Yoshi like swallow them whole. Um, yeah, I would. That was very upsetting. This was a, I. This was a very upsetting experience overall uh and i think that's i think that's where we're gonna leave it uh what are we gonna watch next week mark um we're watching the lawnmower man it is uh we're we're going same decade same same part of that decade uh (laughs) you know the early 90s uh is uh generally a haven of quality media um Uh, so yeah, we've got it's a 1992 science fiction action horror film, uh, directed by Brett Leonard and uh, written by uh, Leonard and Gimmel Everett. It's a, a loose adaptation of the Stephen King short story of the same name. Um, he he sued them for this. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna we're we'll gonna go into it. it. It it looks it it looks to be very interesting from the Wikipedia <laughs> that I'm reading. Um, uh, we we've got. You know, uh, the 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 name that I recognize here is Pierce Brosnan, so that's interesting to me. Uh, this yeah. is a pre-Bond Pierce Brosnan, of course. Yeah, this um, is um this is one of this is one of them movies about video games. This is a this yep. is like an early example of a film about virtual reality, uh, and I've heard it is an absolute B horror nightmare, crazy fucking wild bullshit movie, uh, and we love those on Cartridge Cinema Club, so I'm very much looking forward to it. Max. Hello. Where can people find you on the internet? Uh, I find me at Beat Friends on Twitter. Uh, and that's it, because I'm. I've never set up a portfolio for myself, because I. Fuck yeah. Hate Centralize my... the brand. Keep it all in yeah. one place. Listen. Mm-hmm. You, listen. You, you have built an empire on adorable art and shit posting, and you are now the king. <laughs> Thank you. That means so much. I yeah, I, I I really do think like cute animated frogs hopping on top of, of uh, laundry machines and uh, terrible terrible puns that make me groan <laughs> out loud to myself in my own house um, belong on the same uh, Twitter feed. And I thank you for what you've done oh. for that. Yeah, that intersection. <laughs> That's, oh, it's a very thank you. <laughs> Well, oh, thank you. Um, so, uh, thank you. Any any new listeners who happens to, to to come on from from that from that max bump. <laughs> and uh, if you like uh, what you hear, you can find us on the internet at Cartridge Cinema. That's uh, at Cartridge Cinema on Twitter. Uh, you can join the Discord. It's linked on the pinned post on the Twitter. You can find us on iTunes and Spotify. All the OGs listen on SoundCloud. Uh, but we're also on, you know, your favorite podcasting app. We're there. Uh, rate us uh, if you liked it. That that helps us uh, with SEO and all that junk. Um, the music is by DJ Tin Man. The art is by Courtney Kaufman. For me, it was Tuesday. Fuck cops. Don't join the military. 
Peace. And peace. And that's a podcast. cast a pod that was fun yeah good yeah. shit yeah good yeah. S- s- solid riffs solid yeah some good s- some good goofs <laughs> not only were there riffs and bits but there were goofs as well goofs to be had <laughs> <laughs> all kinds of shit <laughs>